Spartan dogs, woof woof, go green, woof. go white, it's Tuesday, July 18th, and for those of you listening to this, we're opening the show with that because Cart's in a Michigan State hat, and I'm wearing a Field of 68 Spartan dogs shirt, by the way. Uh, we are going to talk some Michigan State on this episode. We got some Instagram drama with our favorite dramatic Michigan State player. I'm very excited about that, uh, and then we have some NBA things to attest to as well, including Imani Bates who is now a champion cart and he wants the whole world to know that he is a champion of loving every second of that. How are you this morning though? My friend, you look uh, extra chipper today. You went viral yesterday, cart. Yeah. You know, I had a, had a, had a little clip about, uh, you know, Michigan's former center Hunter Dickinson. That seemed to catch a lot of, uh, attention. I guess we'll put it like that, but I'm, I'm feeling good this morning. I'm a little sad to be honest with you. Um, I enjoy watching summer league and I enjoy watching just basketball in general. And I feel like I got a, I got a little gap here. I think, well, I am going to enjoy watching TBT. I I'm one of the few people who maybe actually do enjoy that, but uh, I'm, I'm sad to see summer leagues over. Uh, but it was, I know, I think we're going to get to it later in the episode, but it was good to see Imani get one for Cleveland. I had way too much fun with summer league this year. I have too much fun with summer league every year. Uh, I I think I'm kind of glad for my own sake it's only two weeks because I think if it was longer it would get to a point of like this is an unhealthy hobby for someone to have so I got no, to tell it, myself it, it needs to, it needs to be short though it does you needs to be shortened even from what it is yeah because guys just sit out like once they're past three games I just think they need to. The same way they like came up with this whole in season tournament thing in the end, like they need to give an incentive for teams to play their rookies and care about summer league. I don't know what that is, uh, but I, I would like to see the NBA solve that because there's no reason like like a rookie plays well for one game and then he doesn't play the rest of summer league. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the point of it? Play your rookies, folks, and don't play your 29 year old vets who are at summer league for the 11th time. They don't need to be here. But hey. Who am I to tell the NBA how to run Summer League Card? I'm just a fan who loves to watch basketball. I also love when you make spelling mistakes, which you made two of on our viral clip mm-hmm. yesterday. Do you want to address either of those mistakes? I thought one of them may have been intentional. In fact, I asked you if it was, and you said it was not. Uh, neither of them are intentional. Uh, I'm, I'm new to the clipping business. Okay, let's just let that throw that out there. There's going to be some growing pains. Along the way, uh, I thought that with our Twitter blue subscription, we'd be able to a post longer videos and b be able to edit. Thanks a lot, Elon. But I guess not. Um, but neither of those mistakes were intentional. But because the content was so good, it was kind of glazed over. So it, it's I guess we got away with it. I am shocked we didn't get more pushback on the errors from that. Uh, but I did. I the fact that that clip is what it is and. Uh, you refer to him as Hunter Dixon is hilarious to me. I thought. Was I mean, if, if I'm if I'm Hunter, that's an open invite to cook. Yeah. Cook yeah. Us. Little surprise. Like, you you Little can't surprise. you can't spell and your grammar's bad. Fat ass would be my response. <laughs> I'm a little surprised there was no response from Hunter, although maybe this is one of his Twitter hiatus is that he has taken from time to time. Um, I'm sure he saw it. I'll just say that. I'm I'm sure it made its way back to him somehow. Uh, Again, like I said in the clip, I like Hunter Dickinson, the person. I uh, I stand by everything I said yesterday. I think it was a little harsh in the clip for people to hear, but clearly it resonated with a lot of fans from a lot of different fan bases for a lot of reasons. So, uh, Hunter, hopefully this is a truce and... We don't talk about each other anymore, my friend. Let's get to some comments from yesterday's show. Uh, we had 14 comments yesterday. Cart, we'll start at the top. This is from Casual Big Ten. Awesome show, boys. I'm locked into these daily episodes. The mid-roll ad by Greg was top-notch. Hope we can link up again down the road. Keep up the good work. Casual Big Ten, yes. I would love to link up down the road. Thank you for the kind words. Gavin says, Dickinson's podcast request had me actually laughing out loud. I can't even express how delusional and ridiculous that is. Today's pod was a good one. Definitely a great birthday present to keep me entertained at work. Keep up the great work, fellas. Happy birthday, Gavin. Can I can I comment on that real quick? Of course. Uh, first of all, happy birthday, Gavin. Uh, second of all, 
I truly don't think that Hunter actually thinks that he had a better career than Cassius Winston. I know a lot of people are spinning it like that, but I really think that he just wanted to be a troll. And he wanted me, he wanted to see a Michigan State fan tweet that he had a better career than Cassius Winston. I don't think he actually believes that. And I feel like that was kind of how it was taken, but I don't know. I feel like that air just needed to be cleared up just a, just a, just a wee bit, a little, little context for the situation. Yeah, you're 100% spot on. There was no insinuation that Hunter believes that himself. This is just Hunter doing what he does, playing the character of Hunter Dickinson. I'm shocked that that little element of uh, yesterday's rant is what seemed to get the most fire online. Um, I don't yeah, think especially, like, especially especially after, especially after you cooked. Yeah, <laughs> I just I I like I think if I was listening at the, for the first time, I wouldn't be surprised by that. The way a lot of people were like surprised, and then the headline became he asked podcast host to say this like. No, like we were trying to get Hunter on the show. Hunter and us had a little back and forth from the barstool joke last year. So he made a demand to us. The demand was funny, by the way. Like, and by the way, you almost agreed to do this. <laughs> you I were... did. No, I didn't. I wanted him on I wanted him on the college to go episode. Should we give the backstory of this? You were when you got this DM from Hunter, it was a DM, not a text. Uh, you were at a murder mystery party. Can't make mm-hmm. it up. <laughs> yeah, and I was I was two sheets to the wind, if that's the phrase. And I was on my couch, uh, sober and trying to navigate the situation, like trying to call Carter frantically of like, we got Hunter, but you need to do this. I I was was literally in the last phase of the murder mystery party. (laughs) And I I was I finished second. I was distraught. He was distracted by Michigan's best player making a demand in his DMs. Anyways, uh, Carter did end up agreeing to the terms, but Michigan lost to Indiana the next day. So even if uh, we were going to agree to the terms and get Hunter, we never had an opportunity to get Hunter because it was only going to happen if they won. Yada, yada, yada. Long story short, hilarious moment. Surprise. That's the moment everybody is uh, gravitating toward from yesterday's story so much. But hey, what can you do? And by the way, we're not releasing the DMs for the record. Uh, if people want to accuse us of making this up, fine. The DM says word for word what we said. It said leaking a picture of a DM feels like a line too far. It just feels. Yeah. TMZ. Not yeah. No, no, no. Not happening. Moving on. Uh, at C Schmeid, I think 2079 says Greg's rant about Hunter Dickinson brought me so much joy. I'm glad someone got joy out of that. I'm still depressed about all of it. Tourney J 35 said Greg sound off on Hunter was so well constructed and on point standing ovation, sir. Another Greg with the speech of the decade. Hey, I will take some flowers cart. It feels a little hey. bit. Take some flowers. Yay. Why, hey, why not you? Steve said Greg's statement is off re Holtman. This is good. I needed to be humbled a little bit. OSU has been top two in the Big Ten one time in the last decade, 2017. Since then, it's been eighth, fifth, 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 13th, consistently finishing in the top half of the Big Ten until last year could be argued as pretty good, but I'm not sure I would call him a great regular season coach based on conference record. Steve, thank you, first of all. I was wrong. I'm shocked that that is actually uh, the truth. Behind the number, did you did you double did you double check that? Because that just seems wrong. It feels super wrong, doesn't it? I did yeah, not double uh, check it. I'm just taking Steve's word as Bible because it was such a well written comment. Like the EJ Liddell team was probably. I think that did they win it or they win the Big Ten tournament? It's probably one of those things. You know how like the Big Ten, like Michigan State finished fourth this year, right? They also finished yeah. a half game out from. 11th yeah i feel like that's some of this the big 10 is just a weird messy conference like that i know there's multiple years where like in that fifth place finish they were like a top 10 15 team in the country and got like a two seed you know what i mean yeah i do appreciate that like checking of us too by the way you know not everything we say is bible we try our best but i appreciate that information because in my head, I I truly believe that Holtman is a you know really good, great regular season coach with Ohio State. He just has not had that tournament success. In nineteen, they were eighth, eight and twelve. In twenty, they were eleven and nine. They finished fifth. In twenty one, they were twelve and eight. They finished fifth. In twenty two, they were twelve and eight. They finished fourth. So hmm. one was wrong, Steve. Fourth, not fifth. But your point stands. Uh, maybe that's fair. I still trust Holtman. I think he's a good coach, and I think this roster is loaded 
So more on that uh, at some point later this week. We'll probably do some larger, broader Big Ten stuff. Ultra underscore Rudy the Boxer 4116 says, where's IU going to finish in the Big Ten this year? Cart, do you uh, have a an opinion on Indiana right now? I just I'm not a I'm not a Woodson believer. I'm not a Woodson believer, and I think the team still is kind of clunky the way it fits, and it's a lot of hoping to me. Like I like I like I do like uh, Mbako. Um, I don't know what Kiel Ware could become. I mean, I seen him in mock drafts where he's a top ten pick, but like the difference between his floor and ceiling is massive. Uh, and I you know I just don't know. Like they they lost a lot on this team like you lose trace jackson davis uh you lose a first round draft pick in Jalen hushafino like hushafino did a lot for this team i don't know how xavier johnson is going to come back i don't know i'm just not the biggest fan of this iu team maybe it's more so that their ceiling and their floor are so different to me and the fact that i'm not the biggest woodson believer is kind of what factors into that as well yeah, yeah, I think I agree with that. You always make the joke that it's past Woodson's nap time. I I think that sort of applies. He's just like a sleepy guy. That seems how he carries himself. And as a coach, too, like just not I, I've never watched a game and felt like Mike Woodson is like coaching circles around the game or, you know, it's kind of just like roll the ball out. And if he if his dudes are better then they win the game, Um I don't love their dudes this year. I like Kalel Ware. Like, I'd be ecstatic if Michigan added Kalel Ware. I think he's super talented. I don't like Kalel Ware on a roster where he's probably the best player. That scares me a lot. I'd rather have him like, he's the wild card. If he hits, he's great. But they got three other potential pros on it. Like, I'd be all in on that team. The next best player is Trey Galloway on this team. Like, Indiana's talked themselves into Xavier Johnson being really good at a 23 year old season level i just i don't see it i didn't think he was good last year so um i guess we'll see i guess we'll see so where would we put them like middle like i i think they're like eighth ish to me i I think i i think seventh is where like i had them the last time i like went went up and down and kind of looked at it okay yeah i i put them below illinois level probably in like the Honestly, probably in like the Iowa Michigan level where like any of those teams could make the tournament, they could miss the tournament, and I wouldn't be shocked whatsoever. So uh all right, moving on. Noah says who's going to catch a body first? Uh Purdue's Mile Colvin, Miles Colvin or Camden Hyde? Who will catch a body I would, first? I would go Colvin. But I've also seen Colvin more. I, everyone keeps telling me about Hyde. I gotta like look into that more. <laughs> I mean, uh our boys over at Braggs in the stands keep telling me uh, all about, you know, Hyde and what he was doing in high school before he got hurt. I know what Colvin's got in his bag. Uh, so I would bet on Colvin. Probably neither of them, though, because they're just going to both throw it in the ED. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, correct. I I don't know. I, I don't see it with Camden Hyde. I admittedly haven't seen as much Camden Hyde as any Purdue blog or fan has. Um, Is his but- name Camden? Yeah, it's Camden, Cam Hyde, but Camden okay. Hyde. I I don't see it. I think he's role player type. Um, I'm a little confused why there's so much gas and hype around him. Like, I'm sure there's positive talk coming out from the program around him, but like, I don't think you want him playing much. I don't think there's a lot of upside there. Maybe there's four year upside of like a program guy, but um, I don't expect him to overtake any of the freshmen from last year that are back in the backcourt or even like Ethan Morton on the wing. I would pray if I'm a Purdue fan that Colvin is the guy who steps up and is better because I think what he brings to the table is something Purdue doesn't already have. Hyde to me is just another another guy who does things that they already have from other guys. Um so we'll see. But also like <laughs> do you think handsome white guy is playing into that with Camden Hyde at all? Not that he's handsome, but like that's kind of the sense like oh he's he's this intangible glue guy like Purdue wing it just it bugs me a little bit it seems like they oh yeah i don't know i just get like the spider-man pointing me with him and caleb first it just seems like they always gravitate towards these like for lack of a better word these these white wings that are they gas up like they're better than they really are when they're just role player dudes they're role player dudes this is what it is that's okay 
but I uh, I gave Purdue an A on my offseason grade series. Um, and I think Craig, our boy from Braggs and Stands, Craig Bowers, sent me some DMs this morning that I haven't read yet. So I'll have to see if he likes the A grade or not. But I did see Camden Hyde was in one of his comments to me. So he's probably upset I didn't give Camden Hyde for thought. Camden Hyde better do something because everyone keeps bringing him up. And I, I, I mean, I guess I don't know. I'll be like that Shaq meme, be like, I'm sorry, sir. I just well, I wasn't familiar with your game. But like, yeah, I, I don't know. I just like I I think I gave him an A and the the feedback is like well no love for Camden Hyde like I, I gave you an A like, I, I, I mean because talking. this is sleepers and we can say what we want it definitely factors in that the name Camden Hyde strikes zero fear in me that's I'm that's also, a thing I'm also high on Colvin I thought he looked really good with the team USA. yeah I, I like I like Colvin a lot that's why I I, yeah. I think Colvin's what they need and I agree with your A grade for Purdue by the way we'll probably yeah we'll, you know when we get to it but I agree with that. Coming up later. All right. Jacob Petticord 9439 says Dickinson crazy laughing emoji. Yes. Lucas F8144 <laughs> said Carter's head is shaped like a slice of cheese. Greg's head is shaped like a hard boiled egg. You responded in the YouTube comments to this card. You said if it's pepper jack or Colby Jack, this is a compliment. If it's Swiss cheese, I'm going to request you drop your location. I'd also like some clarification on that because a piece of cheese is like a 2D item. I can kind of see it to be. Really? I, def- I definitely see hard boiled egg for me. I have an egg shaped head for sure. Um, <laughs> I don't like the eyes you're making at the camera right now. I'm trying to see it. I just don't see the slice of cheese. Thing. We're going to move on. Neil Stuckey 9896 said, in honor of Cart's hat, favorite throwback sports logo, his list. Mighty Ducks, number one, thanks, Disney. Two, Raptors. Three, Hartford Whalers. Four, Memphis Grizzlies. Also, if this comment gets a 1,000 likes, Cart has to join a Moneyball team next year. Uh, luckily for you, Cart, it got zero likes to my eye, which is sad for Neil because he deserves more likes on that comment. What throwback logo do you love, Cart? What do you got? I love the old jazz one um, when they had the pedophile on the team. That one was nice. Um Let's see. I randomly like the old Mavericks one too, like the ones when Jason Kidd played for the Mavericks. Like way back in the day, it was like the M with like the little kind of top hat and the green and blue writing on the right. I like that. Honestly, all old NBA logos are absolutely fire. Like you really can't go wrong with any of the old NBA, old, old Raptors logo, shit, shit. Even the old um, Spurs logo with like the orange and like that teal color. All old NBA logos. Can't go wrong with those. Yeah. Complete heat. I would just throw a few out. I like, I love the Mighty Ducks logo. Obviously that was at the top of Neil's list. I like the Arizona Diamondbacks old logo. Circa like yeah. 2001. The, just the purple A with like the green little yeah. Zach. Oh, while we're, while we're on baseball topic, the old Rays logo with the actual Stingray. Still going to get our get back for Steve Irwin, RIP Steve Irwin. But that hat is fire. It's hard for me to separate logos from jerseys too. Sometimes, like I, I think there's jerseys I like that make me think I like the logo more than I do. The for a college mm. logo, uh, I would go the Yukon logo. That's oh, the yeah. Husky, like mm-hmm. the, the 2010. I think it was 2009 era before they got the new one. I really, really like or, it. Or, or what about like the Ray Allen ones where Maybe it was like it's... the actual Husky? You know what I'm talking about? And it had I... like the old school with the blue stripe down the sides. You know yeah, what I'm talking I, th- about? I think we're talking about the same one, but I think we're, okay. yeah, I think we're just mixing up the years. That, Great that's fun. Those, those are fire. Great logo. I got a bunch of Yukon gear from Redacted Company uh, for my birthday, and I have a new appreciation for Yukon as like a brand. I think they got some swaggy gear in general. So that's the last nice thing I'll say about Yukon defending champs. Steve Prophet says a pair of podcast trolls looking for clickbait. The only reason most of their shows mention Illinois is for the Illinois fan base. Schools in Michigan do not have a fan base like the Illini. It would be better if they knew basketball. For example, the Illini are way more talented this year compared to last year. It's not even close. Myers, M-E-Y-E-R-S, and Epps quit play during games, and they were the only two that did that last year, a cancer to any program. Cart, your response. Uh, I was more confused. Did we even talk Illinois on that episode? No. Okay. 
I mean, I don't know. The one thing I will say is that I don't know if there's like a memo or like a daily newsletter sent out to like all Illini fan, but you guys are all on the same page. I will say that it's good camaraderie. So I appreciate I shout out to y'all for being on the same page. It doesn't seem to be a split fan base. It's so, an impressive coordinated attack always. We yeah, know I do appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I just get your own players names right. Man, just get that right. Like, can you call Matthew Meyer Meyer and spell it right instead of Myers? Um, then I'll take you seriously next time you comment on one of our videos, Steve Prophet. And good news for you, Steve. No Illinois talk today. I'm going on, you know, the the like the meme where it's like how many days since something <laughs> happened? Six straight days since I've trolled Illinois fans at this point, Car. It feels really, really refreshing. Those are all of the comments for today. As always. Comment on our main YouTube video, the full episode. Every single day, we will lead off the following day's show by reading and responding to each of the comments. Shout out to the chat, the mob on YouTube. Our YouTube is growing. That's good for us because we can actually make some money off the YouTube. So if you are a fan of this show, the best way to support us with this show is by watching our videos on YouTube and commenting, liking, interacting, subscribing, all of that. So appreciate it, everybody. Carl, let's get to today's topics first up aj hogard michigan state starting point guard wow wow often referred to by you and by the spartan fan base as the quote-unquote best point guard in the big 10 that's been a thing over the last few years uh well now he is a veteran he is a senior on a top five team in the country preseason he is the heart of this team the emotional leader of this team the dog of this team and he took his dogness cart to instagram yesterday to battle one with some trolls but two with john rothstein john rothstein put out his big 10 power rankings he had purdue at one he had michigan state at two aj hogard was unhappy that michigan state was at two behind purdue he commented on the Instagram post, bet. It's a simple three-letter word, bet. Uh, and then there were, of course, trolls who responded to AJ like, LOL, bro, Purdue's ahead of you. What are you doing? He didn't even diss you. And then AJ got into the weeds uh, with a certain Larry the Lobster cart trolling uh, the troll back. So uh, we're okay with that. I think we're a fan of trolling trolls. We We certainly do our part of trolling trolls from time to time. More importantly to me, should A.J. Hogard be upset? Should he be slighted that Michigan State is ranked second in the Big Ten by anyone, let alone John Rothstein? So I, I was originally going to come on here and say no, but also to A.J.'s credit. Now, I don't think he should have necessarily come. Like there was I think it was pointless to comment that on there because of obviously like he's picking you second. Like, that's not like he's just picking you in the bottom half. I get it. Like you take that as disrespect. Um, I just don't think it's necessary to actually comment and be like bet, like, and just go at it back and forth with people on Instagram. But to AJ's credit, some people are wired differently. Some people motivate themselves differently. I actually relate this to you in this situation, Greg, you sometimes have to get yourself going. Sometimes it takes a comment. Sometimes it takes somebody putting you in second to get you fired up and get you ready to go at it. So there's a certain person, certain people that need motivation and take everything as disrespect or some form of motivation. If this is what AJ wants to do to get himself going and make himself better and be a better basketball player, then honestly, I'm all for that. Um, would I personally argue with a John Rothstein ranking? No, pretty sure he's an NPC. Still don't believe that guy's a real person. Even if he is, I think he's controlled by a higher power. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm not with the commenting bet and going back and forth after somebody picked you to finish second behind a preseason top five team who won the Big Ten last year and get a national player of the year back and won the Big Ten tournament last year. So you have Purdue one and Michigan State two. In my preseason rankings? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I've, I've said that many a times. I think till the big dog gets knocked off, they're number one. I think they're on the same tier as Michigan State. It's Michigan State and Purdue, like, battling out for the number one spot. But going into the season, I think Purdue is the number one team in the Big Ten. 
Yeah, okay. I just I, clearly AJ Hilgard would push back on you for uh, referring to Purdue as the big dog, right? That's that's the the disagreement. The, the, the results are the results. <laughs> it is what it is. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. I I'm still in mental shambles that you compared me mentally and emotionally to AJ Hogard right now. I mean, I I get. Are you more? Are you more? In sh- are you more in shambles because you actually see the connection? I, I maybe I don't know. I'm just terrified. I'm reevaluating everything. Uh, I like to think that my spiteful nature is rooted in reality a little bit. I feel like the the difference here is from what I've seen in moments from AJ throughout his career, he seems to be spiteful about things that feel a little less realistic to me. Um, I don't know. Is that is that wrong? Like AJ just is an unpredictable dude. That's what I'm learning this. Like entering the draft. Okay. You're not getting drafted. I mean, we knew really we knew drafted. we we knew he was unpredictable. That's why that's why it was somewhat of a roller coaster with him. Like we go from best big ten best point guard in the Big Ten arguments to holy shit, I can't believe this dude is on the bench with Izzo Tomasum. All right, all right, all right. Like it's I, I want to go this whole season without taking the middle approach, but I need the middle. I need the middle wop. <laughs> just, just find it. Yeah, it would be nice if he could find it. Um, I don't know that he will, man. I just like it's fun. It's really fun to watch WAP. Like I enjoy. I actually do enjoy watching AJ Hogarth play basketball. This Michigan State team is going to be really good, and I think the unpredictability of AJ from an outsider perspective is one of the more fun things about this Michigan state team. I don't think it necessarily helps you guys uh, compete for a national championship or a big 10 title. I'd like to just throw this out there, Carter. Do you know AJ Hogard's record against Purdue in his career? Uh, I want to say he hasn't beat. Well, no, I think by like one in one in five, Two and two and four. He's one and five in six career games against Purdue. So I'd be I'd be careful feeling slighted that Purdue's ranked ahead of Michigan State when they bring back the national player of the year and AJ Hogard in his career is one and five against them. I'd just be yeah, careful. Also, also him commenting on this, it it takes away from the fact have we actually like talked about these actual rankings? No, you want to talk about them? I uh, I mean he has Illinois third, Northwestern six. Is Ohio State all the way down at ten? Like I don't. I this this list just feels odd. Like it, he has Penn State at twelve, but they're a sleeper team. Like what? <laughs> like what is this? Uh, you know, it's better than Andy Katz's rankings. Do, do we have Katz rankings? Can we get Katz a weekly segment on this show? Not like bring him on the show, but can we just like give an Andy Katz segment once a week? We can. I don't know if we. I don't. I don't know if we could like have that, but I do want to address a funny tweet yesterday that I sent to you that someone tweeted that Andy Cass needs to go to every Big Ten campus and give us his top strip clubs. <laughs> I would Which would be hilarious for, and yeah. probably wrong. I would pay for that. Uh, do you want to give your top strip clubs on Big Ten campuses? I'm not a strip club guy. You're not a strip club guy? No. Fascinating. Okay. I'm not a strip club guy. Okay. Yeah. For if our wives are listening to this, we have not gone to a strip club on a Big Ten campus, by the way, just to set the record straight. Um, yeah, I Purdue's obviously number one. Let's just call it what it is. They there shouldn't even be a discussion here. Michigan State is two. Obviously, I don't think anybody has put Michigan State lower than two. That's not slighting anybody except for AJ Hogard. Uh I my biggest pushback on this ranking card would just be Ohio State. I think they should be way higher than tenth. I think they should be like Fifth, maybe everything else feels pretty good from Rothstein here. So you're smiling. What are you laughing at right now? I went to Andy Katz IG, oh, no. and the first thing I saw was that Big Ten NBA draft player comp chart, and it just made me giggle again. Can we read them quickly? <laughs> uh, Kobe Buffkin is Jordan Poole. Jet Howard is Luke Kennard. Jalen Hushafino is Drew Holiday. Chris Murray is Chris Middleton. Bryce Sensabaugh is my favorite. Bryce Sensabaugh is Mikel Bridges. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis is Ru- Rui Hachimura. Jalen Pickett is Marcus Smart. Seth Lundy, Jay Crowder. That's probably my favorite one. Like, cause I actually think it's kind of true. Yeah, Seth Lundy didn't look good in summer league. I'm really sad. He looked, about he it. looked okay in one game, but that Bryce Sensabaugh to Mikel Bridges, that should be 
do say lethal community service, maybe some I, hard time. I just think it's crazy that like the Big Ten Network has centered their entire content plan around a delusional individual who doesn't even put effort into this stuff. Like he let's just call it what it is. Like he he shows up physically, but he's just a propagandist who doesn't say anything true. And, and, there, are, he there, and there are and there are some people out there who would put some effort into some Big Ten content if given the chance. Just I just I don't want it out it. there. I just I don't get it. Like at least care a little bit. Like he he doesn't care that he's just lying to the people because he knows he has full job security. Let us make creative shit that's rooted in truth, Big Ten Network. Let me just be point blank. Respond to my emails. Let's get some conversations going. Moving on, Cart. Let's talk about the champs. Uh, Cleveland, this one was for you. Amani Bates and the Cleveland Cavaliers are the summer league champs. Their summer league team was actually very fun to watch before we make jokes about it. Uh, 6-0, and undefeated in this run. I saw some tweets from, I think, Cavs, Twitter people that was like, damn, I don't want this to end. Like, I, I really liked watching this group of guys play basketball as a team. And it was a lot of guys other than Amani. Like, it was a lot of non-star players. Like, Sam Merrill, God bless his heart was one of the best players on this team. And there's just a bunch of Sam Merrill's out there that are not brand name dudes who are playing for uh, their own personal stats. They were just out there to win games and show what they can do. Imani Bates though, was the heart of this team. He was one of the centerpieces. I don't know if he was the leading scorer, but I wouldn't be surprised if he actually was the leading scorer. I think, I think Mobley was, I think he was second, maybe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They had a lot of guys in double figures. So I, it's either one or up there, but um, man, he, he shot the ball really well. This tournament, he did more than just shoot the ball though. Like he limited turnovers. He had some very impressive, uh, assists, some, some vision stuff, some facilitation stuff. He's never shown through his ranks since high school, some, so, even some defensive flashes. It, it's wild. He looks like a totally different player than what was billed as all of the red flags, all of the negatives coming in. So what what's your take on this? Did Cleveland get the steal of the draft in Amani Bates? Okay, I, I think saying steal the draft is going a little bit too far, in my opinion. Because um, Cam I Whitmore still, exists, I still yeah. Because Cam Whitmore is out there, and I think that the fact that he went twenty is still ridiculous. But with that said, I mean I've I've mentioned it many many times on episodes that we record, and unfortunately, I'm going to sound like a broken record, like. I've been polling for Imani just the fact that like, I don't know. It's weird to me that people want to see like kids who make mistakes fail. And in my eyes, I didn't think that a lot of the things that happened to Imani were necessarily his fault. Now that's not saying that he's not at fault for some of the things that did occur or trans transpire like along his career. But like, you don't want to see like kids who have all this hype, like flame out completely. Like that's just, that's sad to me. So seeing him in this situation, seeing him have a successful summer league, seeing him like enjoying it too. Like I know people are probably like think the Cleveland, this one for you tweet is funny. I, or is like wild for a summer league title. I think it's funny. I think it's great to see that he's enjoying himself and having a good time and things like that with basketball. Uh, I truly think he's actually in a pretty good situation in Cleveland. Uh, they can probably put him in the rotation, bring him off the bench. And for, 10 to 12 minutes a game, the coaches are going to be like, all right, Amani, whenever you touch the ball, just shoot it or just do him. Just, just, go, just go cook him. Just make him, you know, go get a shot up. But um, it's really good to see. Um, and it also sta staples the fact that all the folks who said they would not take Amani at Michigan state when he was looking for somewhere to go, that was, that was the wrong decision. I still think we should have took him and yeah. I would have took him back. Both our teams missed on him because like after he transferred from Memphis, there were a bunch of rumors, a bunch of smoke that he wanted to go to Michigan. Like he, he oh, was working out a with lot. the Michigan team. Jawan was talking to him. And I always asserted that it was like an evaluation process. Like Jawan was seeing what he'd have to deal with as a person before he made a decision on this. Ultimately, they never considered taking Amani Bates. They started Terrence Williams at the four all year. They ended up in the NIT because they started Terrence Williams at the four all year. Like if you throw right. Amani Bates on that team, I really do think it changes things drastically for Michigan. Especially and, and especially like for Amani personally, because Michigan's so good at like sweeping gun charges under the rug too. So like 
Uh, that would have been a really good situation for him. Uh, yeah, definitely. Well, hey, at least Imani has made it through to the other side. I'm sure nothing will go wrong for him personally now that he has publicly stated his mentor, the person who is giving him the most tutelage right now, is none other than Michigan State's own Miles Bridges. Ah, da, 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 da. What? We don't say that. What do we say on this podcast? Uh, if you're gonna, if if you're gonna go that route, I'll I'll play that game too. Let's just we call it redact- redacted. In all seriousness, I was gonna say this later. It's it does scare me genuinely that uh, Imani was asked like, "Hey, who's taking you under their wing in the NBA?" And two of the first names out of his mouth were John Morant and Miles Bridges. That, that's <laughs> that just is, and he he meant it like genuine like i'm sure those guys and are. And, and the and the third was Dejounte murray who let's not act like he was <laughs> we know he's had some some things going on with like some issues he literally I think two weeks ago was getting ridiculed because he told some guy to shut up and go praise allah like like what are we doing and i'm man? sure i'm sure these guys actually have like reached out and tried to be like kind to imani but it just like Amani is a magnet to toxic people. <laughs> he just is. It always has been that way. Um, 17 points, six rebounds, one assist, a block per game, 44, 40, 100 splits for him in summer league. Uh, I, I'm just happy. Uh, can I say that? I, I don't feel like we say that much on the show. I am happy for Amani Bates and just in general from myself as a basketball fan. I am happy that we have discovered that Amani Bates can be utilized and be himself on a basketball team that has proven capable of winning games at any level. Oh yeah. Like I, mm-hmm. that was sort of the thing was like, if you're going to play Amani without Amani making complete overhauling changes to who he is, you're going to lose the basketball games. That's not true. Like Amani, this Amani from summer league card did not change anything to a crazy extent. For the most part, you watched these games and you watched Imani Bates. He just was making shots and he looked a little better as a passer and he looked significantly more engaged defensively. But like, I would not say play style like anything changed from Imani. This is the Imani Mm -hmm. we have known for his entire career. It's just working in the NBA Summer League, which is impressive. Uh, Our boy, former sleepers guest, Wendell Green, uh, had a nice little picture with Imani. They're flashing the rings. These two are very excited about their summer league rings. <laughs> That's my last question. Is just like we can we can laugh at it. We can say it. We're happy to see him happy. Are you a little put off at all that he really is celebrating like this is like an important championship? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I like I said, you said you're happy that like Imani's happy and playing well. I think he's. I think he's just he just wants to be happy. Like a couple of tough years of basketball. This is this is this is a happy moment. Okay. Yeah, just a lot of like I mean, so many retweets of like Imani Bates checks out his championship ring and celebrates with the fans in the crowd. Like <laughs> it's, it's so he also, spe- never... he also spelled Cleveland wrong in his Cleveland, this is for you. Incredible. Tweet. Incredible. Um, I'm trying to find the tweet right now. I'm scrolling through. There was somebody, I think it was like yesterday, maybe somebody tweeted his stats that included zero assists. And it said like in parentheses, like real basketball as a joke. Oh yeah. Right here. Imani Bates tonight, 20 points, seven rebounds, zero assists, parentheses, real basketball chip season soon. And Imani retweets that (laughs) like, I, I love that. I love I'm that. In. I'm sorry. I do. I'm in on Amani Bates. I really am. I uh, I think there's a world cart where we look back years from now and say it's very surprising this team didn't or this kid didn't go in the lottery. Like, I don't know. It would have been crazy on draft night this year. It would have been crazy if a team took him 10 to 14 years from now. I don't think it would be. I also just I, want to point out Golden State Warriors took Brandon Pudzimski. Over Imani Bates. I was also gonna go ahead and stretch this out to I think that Imani Bates will have a better NBA career than Bilal Kulabali. I agree with you there. I think there's a lot of names we could pick out. I just the AirPods one cracks me up. Like from an organization who has won a lot of championships that has really overthought some things in the draft the last couple of years. Uh, once again, AirPods at 19, I believe it was with uh, a lot of names, not just Imani Bates, but looking back, Imani Bates sitting there. I, I like AirPods. Do you like AirPods? 
I do like AirPods. Okay. I like his I like his, I like his game. I don't necessarily think he played truly well in shot some like league, 20, but I shot like 20%. Yeah, but like I, I think he you know he boards it, he passes it. Like I could see him if the you know, I think the shot's gonna fall for him. He can shoot oh. the ball. Anytime a player has to tweet that they're not worried and their shot will start falling, I'm out on that player. Did he tweet that? Yes. Okay, I'm out. Yeah, I'm I couldn't okay. be more out. I did not know I did not know that. I'm off the cliff. That was after I think game three of Summer League. He he released a public statement that said, It's all good, shots gonna fall. I'm not worried. Yeah, I'm I'm very worried about that. Hey, it's Greg here, interrupting whatever nonsense Cart and I are talking about to ask you if you knew that we do this five days a week now, Monday through Friday. You can find the full video episodes of every episode of the Sleepers podcast on our YouTube channel. You can also listen to them wherever podcasts can be listened to. Please like and subscribe, though, because we're kind of trying to make this a more real thing, and we don't really make any money off of this right now, which uh, is not ideal. So, yeah, thanks for watching. Hope you enjoy this. And let's get you back to the show. Let's move on to uh, the Pistons again. This is like our third consecutive day of doing Pistons topics. But hey, I don't hate it. I am very excited. There's a lot to talk about with the Detroit Pistons right now. I love our core right now. And uh, divisive. I feel like there's a lot of Pistons fans. Some are still like trying to play the skepticism game of like, Troy Weaver doesn't have it. I don't like what we're doing. We wasted the money, all this stuff. Bottom line is we got four young players that look extremely promising. Cade Cunningham, Jalen Duran. Uh, Asar, Asar Thompson and Jaden Ivey. I want to talk about Asar briefly because the NBA Summer League, uh, I guess, all first team, second team came out. Asar was not on there, which is crazy. I watched, I think, more Summer League than any person I know. I bet on almost every single game. Asar was one of the top four players I watched. Yeah. Now, it wasn't necessarily counting passing stats, but this guy was top five in Summer League in rebounds. He had assists, he had blocks, he had steals. He did everything on the floor. And he, he, was he, averaged, he averaged a, he averaged a double-double, averaged yeah. two steals, averaged two blocks. Like He was not honored at all. Does this matter to you at all that Asar was not recognized on one of these teams? No, you want to know why? And this is exactly why I love Asar. He does not. He does not care. He's not. Go, he's not tweeting that. Oh, I got snubbed, or oh, I, you know, hashtag, I'm locked in. They're doubting me. You know, something like you know, John Morant level, Jason Tatum type tweet. He's just he he doesn't care. He's probably back in the lab, like just just working out, just want to be better at basketball. That's why I love him. Just love his mentality, love his mindset. He was clearly robbed. Like the fact that he's not on the second team. Averaging a double double in the stats that he did, and just visually off the impact. Every single Pistons game you watched, you literally could not, you know, take your eyes off of Sar because he was making plays, whether it be on the defensive end or the offensive end, or just making the right play. Like it, it just doesn't make sense to me. But at the same time, Asar doesn't care, so I'm not going to care. Are you throwing a little ricochet shot at a certain other member of the Pistons core who would have absolutely tweeted had they not been honored? <laughs> No comment. Can I get a comment? <laughs> we I don't like I don't like dancing around things on the Sleepers podcast, Car. I don't think we do that. I mean, yes, Jay Ivey would have retweeted it, quote tweeted it, and made it his header photo. <laughs> yes, he would have. Uh, I am with you. It's very refreshing to me that Asar doesn't care about any of that. He cares about who. But let me just read off. Let me read off some names. The first team was Keontae George, Sam Merrill, Orlando Robinson, Hunter Tyson, Cam Whitmore. I don't have any problems with that team. Do you? No. I don't. Hunter Tyson was good, by the way. Hunter Tyson was dirty. Yeah, he looks like a steal. And obviously, we've talked about Keontae on here before and Cam Whitmore. That team deserves it. Fine. Whatever. The second team is where I have a problem, Car. Amani Bates is on here. Fine. Max Christie's on here. Fine. Javon Freeman fine. Liberty. <laughs> Javon Freeman Liberty, Xavier Moon, Jabari Smith, fine. Jalen Wilson. I don't understand Freeman Liberty, Moon, or Jalen Wilson over Asar no. Thompson. No, I don't. I can. There's, there's no argument you can make for those guys over them. I feel like I that second team. I think that second team was specifically crafted to piss you off. <laughs> it was 100. percent was crafted to piss me off. I mean, Jalen Wilson, Max Christie, <laughs> like. Yeah, no, I don't, it's, even Xavier Moon, like that's 
just too it's little. Kind it's up to you. It is. It um, makes it, it makes zero sense. It truly doesn't. The summer league MVP though makes you happy. It's Cam Whitmore, your beloved Cam Whitmore. Do you want to take a victory lap? Should we step aside and give you this moment to take the the Cam Whitmore victory lap that you've been wanting to take for now nine months? I, I, it's not me taking a victory lap. I just want you to come full circle on this and see that and admit that he's a player. I'm not there yet. <laughs> uh, okay, let me let me let me ask this: Is I know you were saying that his feel for the game was one of the things that you kind of deterred you, and you know his actual like basketball IQ and things like that. Did anything about his play change that for you in summer league? No. Hmm. Okay. No, so I, I think it, I, 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 I thought, think his shots thought, went in. Okay, you think that's what it was? Okay, all right. Yeah. I'd argue. I'd argue that he showed a little bit as far as feel for the game and making the right plays and get to his spots. And I feel like that's not something you necessarily saw him as. I thought he showed a little bit of that in summer league. What do you mean by getting to his spots? Because I guess maybe we're just like saying the same thing, but in different ways. Because um, like I, well, I guess I, think... you, well, I, I guess you're, I guess I'm saying getting to his spots to either score to score. And yeah. you're saying he got, yeah, you're saying he got to his spots to get his he's, shots up. He's always been able to get to his spots. Like, I'm not, am I surprised that Cam Whitmore's been able to create shots for himself? No. Not well, he's all. not, he, but he's not a playmaker. Right. Which <laughs> is why I go changed. back to, he's the, he's DeRozan. I, again, that's just, it's like, I don't even have a metaphor for it. You're just going straight to the greatest mid range player in maybe FBA histories, <laughs> other than Michael Jordan. Like, that's a crazy cop. Um, I listen, can we, I did the whole, the field of 68 scouting report on Cam Whitmore. I did this with Doster and Rob was extremely high on him, said I would consider taking him third overall. I was like, Jesus Christ. I said that I would take him late lottery. I was like, don't let him fall out of late lottery, but anything above like eight, nine, 10 feels like a little reach to me. Obviously he fell to 20. I probably shouldn't have taken a victory lap on that the way I did. Cam Whitmore could turn it into a very nice NBA player. Him doing what he did in summer league to me does not change the way I view him at all because all of his buckets in summer league were what we knew he could do. We know he's an isolation scorer. We know he's strong as shit. We know he has a big body. We know he's extremely athletic. Like he is a bucket in all of that. When he's going extremely young, when, when he's a bucket, he's an isolation scoring machine. We know that that's, Pretty much what Villanova's offense was, by the way. Neptune got so much criticism for the Villanova offense just being your turn, my turn. Well, that's what Cam Whitmore's good at. So, like, I yeah, but he like, didn't, but yeah, he didn't get a turn. He got a lot of turns. He still is a total black hole, and everything he did, like any, you can watch the Rocket Summer League games. He barely passes the ball ever, and that didn't matter because he was scoring this five game stretch. Maybe that continues his whole career. If, if he's efficient in what he does his whole career, then hell yeah, there's a role for him. Also, I will say he's always been like a solid cutter. Like I'm not to say like he doesn't have horrible basketball instincts in every way. Anything that's centered around Cam Whitmore trying to score, he's good at. Like as a cutter to score, he's pretty good at finding openings and like getting in spots to catch and score. Just anything that makes his teammates better is non-existent with Cam Whitmore. That didn't change in summer league um, really at all. In my opinion, the shots just went in. And if the shots go in his whole career, then absolutely that's a steal at 20 in this draft. So Houston should feel good about it. Uh, I don't believe he should have won MVP in summer league. I like, I don't think he was the best player in summer league. Who should have? I think anybody else on the first team I would have given it to other than probably Hunter Tyson. Um, if you really want to know who the best player in summer league was, he didn't play every game. So maybe that's what disqualified. It was Jabari Smith. He was the best player in summer league. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, but I mean, played what two games, three, I games? mean, can't Whitmore played three games next to Jabari and Tari Eason and was never better than the third best player on the floor. Like <laughs> I, I just, I don't understand so, how I mean, you the rookie, the, the rookie wasn't better than the second year playoffs. Second year, I mean, first round picks. Yeah, but I don't understand how the third best player on his own team gets MVP of the whole summer league. I'm just, it okay. would, it's like I'm trying to. You're think coming. Like, it's a, it's a, it's okay, Gregory. You're you're coming around. It's slow. It's slowly, but it, it'll, it'll happen. You'll fully commit. It would be like if AJ Hogard. No, it would be like if Jade Nakins won Big Ten Player of the Year, and you're just like, huh? 
Like, cause AJ, the Tyson Walker not exist anymore. Like, huh? Like, okay. He had a couple good games. I would, like I would say, huh? That. Ah, <laughs> you're right. Shit, man. What an episode. Um, any final thoughts on Amani? Any final thoughts on Asar? Any of this? Any, any NBA summer league wrap up thoughts from Carter Elliott? I thought the rookies were pretty impressive as a whole. Good class. Yeah. Thought it was pretty impressive. That, I think that was my one takeaway. Yeah, that's probably my one takeaway. Rookies are actually impressive. I really agree with you. Feels like a really strong class. It was billed as a really strong class, and they showed out. So shout out to Summer League. Shout out to all the players. Shout out to Imani Bates. Shout out to Asar Thompson. You were first team all Summer League, according to the Sleepers podcast's hearts. One big thing, Cart. What is your one big thing presented by Big B of the day? My one big thing, we're actually going to go to the uh, grassroots circuit on this one. We're going sports? to. Yes, it's sports. Greg, I don't know if you know this kid, but can I introduce you to your new favorite player? Please. His name is John Mobley Jr. Plays at, plays at Wasatch in Utah. Uh, I think he played at Bishop Gorman last year. Plays for Las Vegas Elite on the circuit. Uh, this kid is Probably maybe in shoes, 6'2", probably closer to six foot, 165 pounds soaking wet, committed to Ohio State. But Gregory, let me tell you, when I watch this kid play basketball, all I can see is Trey Young vibes. Like he is going to go crazy in the Big Ten. I think he's ranked like probably like 38th, maybe 40th. So like in that four star range with a top 50 player, very small in stature, but I'm telling you, G, like this dude is going to give you Trey Young vibes at the next level. He will soon be your favorite player. You're going to watch a lot of him, obviously, with him being in the Big Ten at Ohio State. You will fall in love with him. He has an absolute burner. He has a handle. He's tiny. He's light skinned. He's I you can't help but see Trey Young. He's got a better hair than a better head of hair than Trey Young. I'll say that. But, like, I get the same type of vibes from him. He's not going to be, like, leading the league or leading the country in points and assists like Trey Young. But he's going to be, like, great value Trey Young. And it's going to be very fun to watch. I am very excited to watch him play at Ohio State, as I guess I am a resident Buckeye. Buckeye. (laughs) A Buckeye somehow. But he will be your favorite player. He'll probably be one of my favorite players as well. Uh, I watched him last night um, going uh, playing at the Las Vegas tournament, like the end of the year AAU tournament. I was familiar with him coming into the game just because I see stuff on Instagram and things like that. But man, that dude can go for real. So that's my one big thing. That's the one big thing I saw, I guess. John Mobley Jr. is the name. John correct? Mobley Jr. I'm a big, also known as, big fan also of known as Junie. Also known as Junie in some circles. Ooh, that kind of scares me. I'm a big fan of juniors in general. I, I also like acronyms, so I feel like JMJ can be a thing already here. Uh, I I did. I saw your tweet last night about it, and I had not heard of John Mobley Jr., so I went down the rabbit hole of watching as much YouTube film that I could. He's awesome. Very fun. Good call out by you. Uh, he has a long way to go to become my favorite Ohio State point guard ever because D'Angelo Russell is one of my top five favorite college players ever. So high bar to clear there. But I think Dude, D'Angelo that- Russell was so good at Ohio State. I don't think people realize it. <laughs> it so was fun. so it was unreal. To just watch. much must watch television. So many no look passes. The scoring was there. Just absolutely love the kid. I was convinced he was going to be an NBA superstar. He's been better than people give him credit for in the league also by the yeah. way um but yeah i i'm in i like that call out is he just uh a rich man's christian anderson no christian christian anderson ain't ain't mobley jr christian anderson's been pretty good lately i mean i guess he's probably not even going to michigan why not um, didn't, weren't you the one that told me that he's like wavering or something? Yeah, I thought he so, would have decommitted by now, though. That's uh, what I'm, okay. I'm confused. He's probably waiting to see if any other guard joins the class, and if another guard joins the class, he'll leave. But or if Juwan gets fired, or that. For the record, I I really hope Christian Anderson stays in the class because I am genuinely really high on him. I think he's really good. Christian like, Anderson, John Mobley Jr. battles. The stuff you're soon. the stuff you're liking about John Mobley Jr. is kind of there, Christian Anderson. That's all I'm saying. Just kind of. But Mobley's better. 
It is what it is. Okay, my one big thing today, uh, presented by Big B, as always. Do you have a Big B slogan today, by the way? You got it wrong yesterday. I'd like to give you a chance to come back around and see if you have something better today. Uh, no, but I will let you know my favorite drink at Big B, if that means anything to you. Please. Iced, iced teddy bear, extra ice. Iced teddy bear. Yeah, I think it's like butterscotch, caramel. Um, I get the sugar-free version, of course, because hashtag fitness, hashtag I'm coming different. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's fire. Okay. I have, uh, been trying for 15 seconds to think of a joke about calling you an ice teddy bear, but I, I can't come up with anything good. So that kind of be a fire nickname. Like when I'm cooking on the core, like I'm like, you know, ice tray the gang, but like I'm an ice teddy bear. Ice teddy. (laughs) I kind (laughs) of like that. Okay. Uh, my one big thing today, I have a public service announcement cart. This goes out to everyone who is a dog walker when I am also walking my dog. If both of our dogs are going nuts at the same time, if they're both barking, if they're both trying to just get at each other, you are not allowed to be the person who just sits there and holds their dog. Because here's the thing. If we're crossing and we're walking by each other, We have to get by each other. So what gives you the right to be the one who gets to sit there and hold the dog while my dog goes nuts and I have to get by you so that the situation ends? Because if you sit down and hold your dog and then I sit down and hold my dog, we're both just sitting there holding our dogs who are trying to kill each other from across the street and it will never end. Please don't do that. Just as quickly as you can, walk by me and I will do the same. And then we will move on with our day. It's not our fault necessarily that our dogs are freaking out. I took my dog to classes. We tried to train him. It didn't work out, okay? That happens with dogs. Some dogs have personalities. But don't be the douchebag owners who just sit there hugging their dog who's freaking the F out trying to get at my dog. It ruins my morning. It pisses me off. And it's incredibly selfish, you assholes. So are are you on opposite sides of the streets in this case? Yes. Same side. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, mean, yeah. You got you got to keep it. I mean, there's a certain dog walking etiquette. I mean, typically, at least this is how we do it in Ferndale. Uh, if you're on the same side, one of us goes to maybe the street to walk and, you know, you just you keep it pushing. I mean, I have a French bulldog. So if I see another French bulldog, we'll typically do the oh, my God, two Frenchies meeting thing. But like if it's another dog we're you know, one of us is probably going to go to the street or maybe even the other side of the sidewalk in some situations. And we're going to keep pushing and we're going to keep going. Because there's no yeah. point letting them just stand there and stare at each other. Yeah. Like what's 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 that? Keep it pushing is Keep the pushing. correct phrase, Car. It has to be because my my largest issue right now, I've been taking my dog on these runs, right? We watched a sad movie on Sunday about a, a dog's relationship with his family from the makers of Marley and me. It's got me thinking, Car. Okay, I'm gonna take my dog out of runs every single day. So the dog comes with me on the runs in the morning. And I, I walk down a relatively or I run down a relatively straight street, right? It's just like a, a couple miles long street. It's going straight hills up and down, but it's going straight. So you see you can see the threats. You can see the other people walking or running from like a good minute away. You got a lot of time to get up to him. When my dog identifies a threat, he freaks out. That's what my dog does. A lot of other dogs also do that. I keep running into people who will see that we're coming and just sit down and just sit right where they're at, probably like 50 yards away from me and just sit and hold their dog while their dog is also going crazy. But then it becomes my problem to have to run and yank my dog by the throat who's freaking out because he freaks out more because you're just sitting there instead of keeping it pushing, as Carter said, and minimizing the amount of time that our dogs freak out. So that's my public service announcement. Be better, people, especially in my neighborhood. I don't want to keep running into this nonsense, and I want to keep taking my dog on runs. Thank you. I'm with you, man. One of my favorite basketball phrases is KYP, know your personnel. One of my favorite dog phrases, KYD, know your dog. Know their strengths. Know their weaknesses. You're their parent. You know what to do. Let's not act like this is our first rodeo, okay? You know your dog. Act like it. Yeah. Put them in a in a position to succeed, okay? Don't try to make Amani Bates be Chris Paul. Just 
Play to your dog's strengths. Play to Amani's strengths. That's what my lesson is for the day. Car, good episode today. Appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait for the thumb. I can't wait for the thumbnail. Is Benji Amani based? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty solid. Uh, like and subscribe and all that nonsense. We'll be back tomorrow uh, on Wednesday of this week. Sleepers podcast out. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.